there's um, there's a lot of stuff actually. There's like this cosplay competition, which is, it's it's like this historical reenactment. How exactly will you be dressed? As Captain Marvel. Huh? Cap Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel is the filler. I'm Derek. And I'm Noah. And you're listening to A Bite Up, where we take our current favorite pop culture obsession and enjoy it one nibble at a time. And we're nibbling on Miss Marvel, long, long, long awaited MCU series on Disney+. Plus. Okay, is it Miss Marvel or Ms. Marvel? Miss. It's Ms. Miss. Well, what is the MS? Ms. Ms. Oh. Miss is M-I-S-S. Ms. is M-S period. Ms. There you go. Did I say it wrong? Yeah. Oh. Ms. Marvel. Ms. I didn't know there was a difference. Hit it with that hard z. There's a difference? Yes. Oh. Yeah. So like men for some reason only have Mr. But women have Ms. Miss. Ms. And Mrs. Ma'am. And (laughs) ma'am. Well, it's not Ma'am Marvel. Ma'am Marvel. <laughs> Hi, it's me, Ma'am Marvel. <laughs> well, no. So this is Ms. Marvel, and we're finally in. We saw the first episode. This episode is about that first episode. We're excited to talk about it. I hope you're excited to listen to us. But before we get into that, I have to do a segue into it because it's just weird. <laughs> I don't. I, I think we need to do an episode where we just <laughs> abandon segues and just go for it. We have very smart, educated listeners. They can They can get it. All right. Well, make sure you're following us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at a bite of pod. We also have a Patreon where you can support us and also get some bonus episodes, discounts on merch, all that great stuff. And also, don't forget to review and subscribe. Review anywhere you can or just do some stars. We like stars. We love stars. More stars, the better. The less stars make us cry. So, cry. Don't make us cry. (laughs) Don't make us cry. So don't do that. <laughs> don't do the duty that. If you want to give us one star, just don't do it and just keep listening. But I if you s- want to give us more, then do it. <laughs> give me, give me more. Give me more, more, more stars. <laughs> Remix. <laughs> Didn't she just get married? Didn't she just get married? I don't know. Although I think I, she did. I saw something today that showed a picture of that living room where she did all the dances oh and God. she wasn't in it. It was like, if you know this room, then we're friends. She did? What? No, no, no. It was somebody, oh, else, I thought she- somebody else had tweeted that. Like a gay guy <laughs> tweeted that. Pride month, pride month. I thought uh, she did that. I was like, no, that's creepy. It's like, but it's funny though, because it looks kind of sad without her just like spinning and twirling in it. <laughs> Oh, I was like, oh, that's weird. No. But now it makes sense. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) All right. So, I mean, we're getting two shows back to back from Marvel with brand new characters that have never been in the MCU before. So that is super exciting in itself. Yeah. And I think as so we had two very different first episodes, I feel like here. (laughs) Just a little bit. Just a tad. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, there is definitely a toenail switch here. (laughs) Uh, but this was a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was hoping for with this, especially because Moon Knight did, it was pretty heavy. I mean, it dealt with a yeah. lot of heavy stuff, and I'm not saying that Miss Marvel isn't going to, because it clearly will at some point, but it was darker. 
way than darker. Miss Marvel. There I wasn't mean, a lot of doodles that came onto the walls. No, there should have been more doodles in Moon Knight. <laughs> yeah. If there's one thing I learned with this is that Marvel can have a really good time with effects that aren't necessarily powers. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what they did in this episode, as far as the artistic style and the way they shot things, it was just, like, fun on fun on fun. Yeah, they there was um, some early reactions to it. A lot of people were like, it's like Scott Pilgrim. And yeah. I was like, I don't know what that means. But now I know what that means. <laughs> but I do have to say, I am missing a little bit of every day I wake up. It is. I mean, just go on TikTok. You'll see that. People keep <laughs> that sound is still trending. So it's still there, I guess. I think before we get any further into the episode, we have to issue a spoiler alert. Oh, yeah, that thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we want to alert you for spoilers of the show and the comic. Double whammy. Yeah. How about that? So let us officially take a bite of Ms. Marvel episode one, Generation Y? Not the letter Y. Why? 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 Yeah. I guess she is Generation Y, right? No. We're millennials. Right. And then there's Z. And then it's Y? (laughs) Or is it Y and then Z? Oh, man. Comment below. What is Generation Generation X was before us, right? (laughs) <laughs> Spice Girls Spice Girls song. Yes, that's Generation true. Generation yeah. next. Yeah. Gener- yeah, yeah, yeah. That's two songs already, by the way. <laughs> Three. I didn't give me more. <laughs> Not even. We're like at the five minute mark. Oh, baby, let's go. Ms. Marvel's got me hyped. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, yeah. Generation Y. <laughs> so. Why? The opening of the show. Generation Y is also the name of the second issue of the comic run. Oh. Well, there you go. How about that? That's probably why it's called that. Look at me. I did some research, read some stuff. <laughs> that is, you do have the upper hand in this because you just recently. Oh, fresh. Yeah. Lady. You just recently read it where I read it when it came out and then I did reread it like a couple months ago. So it's there, but the newer stuff is yeah. in my head. <laughs> my, my, my brain, listen, is elastic. Elastic, plastic, fantastic. If I have just read something, I know all the details, especially if I'm really paying attention. But like cut to like a month, <laughs> cut to like a month later, I got nothing for you. Oh. Yeah. So let's relish this moment where I still remember this stuff. Well, uh, yeah. The good thing the show Page just came two. out. Page two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you notice though in the opening, so the Marvel opening intro with the all the scenes, did you notice Moon Knight? I did. He was, he was in, in the, the M. Top M for Moon yeah. Knight, baby. <laughs> he, <laughs> he made it. Wait, wha, wha, how are they going to keep fitting all these heroes into this? They now, have are to they make taking, it longer. Are they taking people out? I don't know. We got to look. No way. Is Shang-Chi still in there? Did yeah, they he was bo- in it. Oh, better be. Black Widow, they said get rid of her. Well, she's dead. R.I.P. Yeah, I guess Do they not could speak just, ill of the dead. I guess they could just get rid of all the dead ones and then just add Clean the it ones. up. <laughs> That's what... I mean, this this phase four really seemed like it was building off of like the legacy of whatever it was to like build something new. But now we're like, it seems like we're in the new part of Marvel where they're kind of not starting fresh, but they're just introducing all these new characters that yeah. will go forward. If these are them, you know what? I think something minus that- Thor, <laughs> minus Thor. <laughs> he's still there. <laughs> Yay. I'm actually really looking forward to that movie. Me too. Um, 
One of the things that I feel like is sort of a detriment, though, is that because of the first couple of phases, we knew it was building towards the Avengers. And I feel like everyone's still waiting with bated breath to see what these people turn into. You know, we knew the Avengers. Avengers. But do you know what I mean? Like, we knew those movies were (laughs) coming. We knew they were forming that team. Now it's like, another new person, another new person. Okay, what are we going to do with all these new people now? Form Avengers (laughs) 2.0. Yeah, I mean... I, yeah, I mean, that is interesting. I guess when is it going to stop introducing and then start building? Right. I mean, it is obviously, of course, building. You know, we know Miss Marvel is going to be in the Marvels. So Mm-mm-mm. whatever they write is going to get her ready for whatever insanity that she's going to be in. But uh, I don't know. I mean, an Avengers team is being built. Is there multiple teams being built? Probably. Ooh. I would assume. But I don't know. I guess we'll see. There's going to be the Avenge and the Urs, and they will come together. (laughs) The Revengers. The Revengers. (laughs) West Coast Revengers. (laughs) So within the first, what, like five minutes of this, we learn about Kamala and how she's a huge fan of superheroes of the MCU. So this is really cool. I mean, that's one thing that that hooked people with Kamala in the comics. And right out the gate, it was like, yeah, she's a fan. Right. Yes, she still creates like not fan fiction in here, but in this one she does YouTube videos. Well, that's and I appreciated that because I feel like it really kind of updated it, right? Because 2014, six, eight years ago, uh so fanfic. Fan fiction was like, yeah, we're writing something, maybe we're doing blogging and stuff like that. But like, oh, in the now, she mm-hmm. has a YouTube following. Yeah. Baby Under- Sloth Productions, maybe. Yeah, exactly. And she's on her tenth her tenth part of her ten part series. Of Captain Marvel. <laughs> I'm looking forward to her two-parter about why she thinks Thor is a gamer. Right. Well, that is... So, that was awesome because if you remember when he, you know, whatever, got big and all that stuff. So, he's new Master 69. Yes. And I keep forgetting that normal people who Kamala is in the MCU doesn't they know don't this know stuff. that. Right. So, it's like, wait, how does she... <laughs> I do want to know what she thinks. She's looking at thumb calluses. She is tracking him. <laughs> I did like in this this montage because we do see, you know, according to Scott Lang's podcast, Ant-Man's podcast. Hilarious. <laughs> Big me, little me. Which, when does he have the time <laughs> to do a podcast? Well, yeah, I guess while all this <laughs> other stuff is going on. Well, he's the one that's filling in normal people of what? happened at the final battle or just with the avengers in general so i think now going forward when we're like how did rogers the musical know about this it all comes from ant-man's podcast that's why (laughs) ant-man was in rogers the musical (laughs) oh my god even though he wasn't there at the fight oh man (laughs) that is true he was not there during the battle of new york no but He's there now. <laughs> He's doing a little creative writing, a little... Uh, but also, how did he know? Like, did he... Is there something... When you get initiated into the Avengers team... Oh, you get a dossier. Is there like a, you know, like a subliminal machine that just like puts all the information in your head of past Avengers adventures? It used to be Vision, but now the system's broken. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, no, he's... What was he before that? Rupert? What? what? was his name? Who? Didn't what was his name when he was just oh, the Tony Stark voice? When he was Paul Bettany? Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Oh, Jarvis. Jarvis. I thought you meant when he was in his human form in WandaVision. Oh no, no. But they no. still called him Vision. So I'm like, Yeah, no, no, did no. They call I him meant Paul? like what was his like weird British name that they yeah, gave him? Jarvis. Jarvis. Yeah, it. that Not was Rupert. the, the framework. Right. Yeah. 
Exactly. I did like, so you do see in this little montage of her, her YouTube video, if you notice, there's, there's a video that's titled Bitten by a Radioactive Feminist, which is like, ugh, it's very much a subtle reference or not so subtle reference to like the misogynistic racist rants that you see on social media. So it's, it is interesting, but you do see her two best friends, Nakia and Bruno are commenting on an Ant-Man and Wasp romantic getaway to like <laughs> France video and they're the first two comments on there <laughs> and of course just like nakia's comic book counterpart she's very much like an activist so she put like get changed now and here's there's like a link to like yes a- i saw that <laughs> so it's uh, that was funny i was like right off, they got the characters they're gonna go right with how their comic book kind of parts are yeah i want to really see how this trifecta works together we get a lot of bruno and kamala in this and Nikia's really in the the school scenes yeah, I mean, if for a large part, so for the first, I want to say the first chunk of her run, her first run, I would say, Nikia's in it, mm. but she is kind of in the background. Yeah. Like she does show up a little bit, but because in the comics, Bruno knows about her powers, she doesn't tell anybody else, not even Nikia. So it's like, yeah. of course, Bruno's going to be more around with her, but I'm hoping that changes a little bit with the show because. It would be nice to have like, I don't want like another remake of MJ, Ned, and Peter, but you know, three's a powerful number. The trifecta, baby. <laughs> yeah, and might as well just add more in there. Like, yeah. Secret identities, I guess we're going back to that. So You gotta. <laughs> yeah, we have to. The, the, <laughs> the main focus of this episode, we can't forget, is Kamala and Bruno want to go to AvengerCon. 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 Which... There are talks that it might be turning into a real thing. I want to say, and this is no shot at the show. I hope it's not like the show's AvengerCon. It just, it was very carnival-y. Oh, I liked it. I, I, I'm for some reason, this is weird. I don't like carnivals. They make me feel uneasy and like, I just don't like them. Speaking of your (laughs) fears, did you see Bruno's bike seat? No. Yeah, it had an alien I know. Yeah, I did it. see it. Yes, uh-huh. I did. Yeah, and we had to watch this twice. And as soon as it was coming, his, his butt came off that seat. I was like, alien. No. <laughs> it's a little UFO. I actually thought that the Avenger Con was a lot of fun. I thought that Comic Con had something to learn from Avenger Con. No, they can like add games and stuff like that. Like it looked fun. I just mm-hmm. didn't like that it was like in a military, like, hangar and it was very dark and it just felt like a carnival this felt like so this felt like an unlicensed avenger con it felt like people put this together because why was it at night also it was at captain america's camp lehigh like yeah i don't know like is it disrespectful or is that a bad taste yeah or is it just (laughs) flattery i don't know who got the permit for that how did they swing that oh no how did they swing that spider-man reference you got it nobody knows who he is anymore so that's good oh yeah that's right is this when this takes place Mm, so nobody knows yeah um sana she said you know one of the creators and yeah also producers for the show she said that she didn't want to butcher it because she knew she would but she's like a year or two after endgame oh 
So yes, there's just a general timeline on the Marvel offices, and they just plop things on it, and you well, just so the, guess. Well, that's the interesting thing about this. It's like unless they like for sure had like this takes place exactly this time after Endgame or like right after like Wandavision. A lot of these shows were being in; they were in development at the same time. Like Miss Marvel was filming at the same time that Loki mm. and Spider Man were filming. So it's mm. like. How do they know <laughs> unless they all talk together? I don't know. I wish I knew. It's just a giant Zoom call where they're just trying to figure things yeah. out. <laughs> Kevin, share your screen. Yeah. Show us. <laughs> but so, yeah, the, the, big, the biggest thing about this first episode is they want to go to AvengerCon. Mm. But the cool thing about this episode is that it's not... It, like, starts before her origin almost. You know what I mean? Like, it's like leading up to it, but you really get to sit with her, Mm -hmm. getting to know her friend, not her friends yet, and her family, and how that dynamic is, Yeah, which I really appreciated. And something interesting about the character is not only is she an outcast at school, but she also sort of feels like an outcast at home as well. It's like the only one that really understands her is Bruno. Yeah, I, I obviously, I can't speak... On, you know, that type of household, like, you know, immigrant household that's very religious and everything mm-hmm. like that. But the things that I have seen of people that are saying that I did grow up in that household, they're like, this is pretty accurate to like how that is. Because you have somebody that's growing up in America. Right. Where they're like, you know, do what you want. Freedom. Blah, blah, blah. Where'd you want? All that stuff. But you're growing up in a household that's telling you otherwise. Right. So it's that whole duality not really knowing how to be like do you disappoint your family but impress everybody else or vice versa yeah so i i think it's definitely going to play a big part because it did in the comics too yeah it's central to her character yeah and i think that that's what a big part like this first part of this episode is is showing us is sort of who she is and what she loves and where it lands her in both inside her house and outside her house. Right, exactly. And we do get to, beginning of the episode, we meet some people. We meet Bruno, obviously. We see Nikia. We see influencer Zoe, which has a weird interaction. Yeah, she has like 100,000 followers. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We also meet the Mulan-obsessed counselor, Mr. Wilson, which I don't know if that was like... (laughs) I don't know if it was an homage to G. Willow Wilson just happened to have oh, the same name it definitely was yeah you're right you no know? it definitely was i at when we watched this at five o'clock in the morning as soon <laughs> as he said i want you to go home and look at me and like who and i was like is that girl yeah. <laughs> like half asleep i knew it was mulan yeah. immediately did you also notice that when they did the split screen it's just like in the same exact scene when mulan wipes yes. off half of her makeup i was like I guess they have the rights. Marvel's Disney, baby. <laughs> We're going to have fun with it, baby. That's why they can mention Mulan. Yeah. No, wait. I have a question, though. Uh-huh. We glazed over this. Why do we think we have this driving test scene? Right. So, yeah, in between, like, from the beginning Waking to- Waking up in school. Yeah, she has a driving test. And I don't. I think it's just to show that not only is she kind of awkward and clumsy- mm. That she's not really a superhero type, but also to show maybe some like disappointment with her family, maybe like not measuring up to what they want. Yeah. And there is a bit of like when she's sort of when they're going back to school, her mom is talking about the driving test and what happened. And she says something along the lines of um, 
Her mother says, I come from a long line of fantasizing daydreamers. Right. So this is like the first seed that's planted about Muniba's family mm-hmm. and how she feels about something that has happened, maybe with her mother, that she has a gripe with. Yeah, she's very... Everybody so far in, this, in the first episode, the counselor, her mom, Bruno to some effect, but not really. Teachers, everybody's like just... Get your heads out, get your head out of the clouds. Stop mm-hmm. being so imaginative. Stop daydreaming. Be realistic and all that stuff, which is also kind of shitty, especially to tell a 16 year old like they don't need to have their whole life figured out right now. Let them daydream. Let them make YouTube videos. Right. Let them do all that stuff. But I mean, again, that's going to be a central part to this character. Like she's going to obviously be more than who she is. She just has to get there. We also get this scene in between. So I'm using AvengerCon as like the anchor That's to the our episode. Anchor. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm with you. Kamala's nanny sends a package to the co- house, the household of the cons, and there's a pangle inside. And mom gets pretty sus when she sees it. She immediately like just takes it because yeah. at first she's like, oh, she sent us all this stuff. And she's like, oh, yeah, whatever, whatever. And then she sees the bangle and she's like, oh my God, take the box yeah. away. <laughs> my whole, like, I have theories about Muniba, about okay. her mom. Okay. I think. Share with the class. Okay. So obviously her her mother, Kamala's grandmother. Mephisto. Ha- exactly. <laughs> is Medusa. Yeah, oh my God. Yeah. No, this power that the grandmother had ruined their life in some way. Ah. And I believe Muniba knows about the power and is trying to hide it from Kamala. But Kamala every day is reminding Muniba more and more of her mother. Yeah, that's probably it. Yeah, she doesn't want her to know about this. But I also think that Muniba has powers. Because we see in a scene later on, she packs food very quickly. And she says, <laughs> think she, she says, has super speed. She says to Bruno, he said, How did you do that so fast? She goes, This is my power. You have yours. I'll keep it a secret. <laughs> so I, I mean, think she has a little bit of something, but she doesn't want Kamala to have it because she knows it can ruin their life in some way. Well, if they, okay, to entertain this theory, because it seems very likely, mostly because in the comics, she's an inhuman. Mm-hmm. So right. she has to have inhuman Pretty DNA, blood, right. and so she is from a line of inhumans. And if they are going to keep any resemblance of that in the MCU versus the comic, because we still don't know, she could still be an inhuman. Who knows? Right? And maybe it's this bangle. Exactly. Well, maybe the bangle has some terrigen crystals oh, or sure, whatever. Sure, sure. You know, who knows? But it would make sense. I mean, I I don't probably. I'm. It would be weird. I think if her mom had powers, but is like. I guess that's not too far out of the realm. That happens all the time. Well, right. It's like, oh, you can't have powers, even though I do, but right. you don't show right. them. <laughs> she's, got, she's got some hidden secrets, I think. Her piece of jewelry is a nice little earring. It could be. <laughs> Activates the powers. Hello? <laughs> like... I don't know. There, I mean, I think, I think obviously the theory about her wanting to protect whatever her family went through because of the grandmother's powers is more real than Muniba having powers, but I'm not going to fully let that one go. Or... What if it skips a generation and she's just jealous because she oh. she tried the bangle on and she didn't have the powers? Remember in Dr. Doolittle? They thought the one daughter was going to have the powers Absolutely and then the not. other one had the powers? No. Yeah. 
that was a big upset. They thought it was going to be the one that loved animals and was smart. It wasn't her. Guess what? It was the cool sister who said, what am I supposed to do without my cell phone? Remember that? Hey, is guys, comment the, below. Is this the first one? or no, the, se- the second one. Oh, I never saw the second oh, one. Oh, the second one's great. I liked the first one. <laughs> second one's great. Daughters are in it. <laughs> guys, was that? No, it wasn't. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> It's a very similar situation. Okay. <laughs> when you were like, you remember Dr. Doolittle? Oh, no. <laughs> Was Dr. Doolittle, Dr. Doolittle might have been Disney. Uh, probably. They were the ones that were coming out with all those movies growing up. Guys, comment know. below. Do you, remember, do you remember Dr. Doolittle number two? That's it. That's it. Just do you remember Dr. Doolittle? Do you remember? Doolittle? Am, am I right? It was like something with the, the daughters. I mean, I, re- I remember either seeing a trailer or seeing a part of the movie where I remember his daughter's in it because doesn't he have like a veterinary hospital or something? And like, yeah, she's in there at one some of them, point. Right. One of them wants to follow in his footsteps. The one with glasses. Right. Because she looks smart. Yeah. Glasses. And the other one says, what am I supposed to do without my cell phone? I don't remember that part. Oh, guys, come on. <laughs> no matter how many famous, times you say it. Famous line. <laughs> it was in know. all the previews. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well that's a giveaway in the trailer wow the cell phone oh no i that she has her powers no 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 the oh, cell okay. phone part is in, in all the trailers oh and all the God. previews <laughs> anyway. so can, while we're on this tangent uh, let's just talk about aman real quick bruno no uh, oh aman <laughs> we don't talk actor, about bruno the you actor, walked into that one the actor i never said bruno <laughs> no i said bruno you said no and i said we don't talk about bruno you set it up you didn't even know i didn't so let's talk about Amon. yes she plays miss marvel ms i said miss marvel (laughs) (laughs) i said miss marvel (laughs) i've been trying to catch myself because now i feel attacked (laughs) (laughs) anyway she is delightful right out the gate awkward charming and consistently commands every scene that she's in true i mean i She's a superstar. She's going to shoot for the stars. Go up into space. You're Just great. Just like Captain Marvel. Yes. <laughs> I agree. I love... So, I, in my mind, the way she delivers her lines is that she sees the line and she says, okay, that's the line, but I'm going to make it more me. She's just going to say it. Yeah, but it's yeah. like everything. She's like, oh, come on, come on, come on, come on. It's like she's already has this personality that... She it just comes as a very natural for the character. Yeah, it's almost like translating her real life fandom yes. into this. Because if, have you seen any of the videos with her on the red carpet and they ask her questions? Yes, she's. I'm, there's no difference in her character and her. She even does the same faces and like the hand movements and everything. And whenever she gets like super passionate about something that she's saying, she kind of like mm-hmm. keeps going. Oh, it's perfect. Perfectly I mean, cast. Just like. An MCU fangirl, MCU stan. I mean, it's great. I love it. That's the kind of person that you want playing this character. And I think, though, for someone so young to be able to command all the scenes and really lead a series, that's impressive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And well, not even to mention like how young they are. This is very rare nowadays where we get a coming of age story of kids actually playing their ages. (laughs) Right. She's not like 26. And it just feels different but in a good way mm-hmm. you know what i mean this isn't dear evan hansen where it's like i don't really believe you you're oh taller God. than the lockers like not this great. is weird not great <laughs> but it's much more believable and authentic because not only are they these ages but they believe in the characters that they're playing mm-hmm. 
Ah, so yeah. good. She's so delightful. Good. Yeah. Bruno is too. Yeah, he's really good as well. I mean, if you watched this first episode and wasn't like, I protect them at all costs, then maybe stop watching because yeah. they're just so sweet. I do have to say that I, I feel that the relationship between Bruno and Kamala is a bit lopsided. I feel like she is a little self-absorbed and he is not. He is willing to go further for her and she thinks solely about herself. Oh, because he loves her. Well, yeah. (laughs) Totally. But I'm just like, come on, Kamala. Be be nicer to Bruno. Don't take advantage of Bruno. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, she she does do something that I got really upset at. She left his gauntlet. She left the gloves. Photon gloves. Yeah. I mean, that was pretty shitty. But to be fair, no, she didn't put the bangle on yet. So there was no no excuse. She was scared. Her mom, she knew her mom was going to find her when she snuck into AvengerCon. (laughs) But he is, he is so much a sweetheart. You can tell that he does love her in some type of way he's bringing her slushies right right he also says there's a there's a scene where you know they're on the rooftop and he looks at her and this is one of the sweetest lines that i've ever heard in the mcu and he's like you're kamala khan you can do anything and i was like "Ah, he's so sweet he's yeah but i don't know if she feels the same way i don't think she does just yet he she hasn't seen him as more than a best friend because she's looking inward She's not looking around herself. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, with not passing the driver test, wow. looking like she's not going to be able to go to AvengerCon because that was kind of her out. She could drive herself. Blah, blah, blah. Well, what's Lair left to do? Bruno's like, just ask. Just ask your mom. Just ask her. Just see what happens. Of course, the answer's no. No, absolutely not. And she's like, do you trust me? And mom, without hesitation, no, I don't trust you. Yikes. It's a lot. Yeah, I don't necessarily know why she doesn't trust her, though. It's just a strict conservative household. I mean... It's... Yeah, it's so interesting, though, because she loves Kamala and she supports her, but yet she doesn't trust her. As long as she's doing what she needs to do, then she, yeah. you know. Like, even when she fails the driving test, her mom's standing there blaming the, the driver, the, dri- the, the instructor, or yeah, the what car. are they called? <laughs> yeah. Driving instructor. And there then, we go. <laughs> and then when they go to try the dress on when they're running errands for her brother's wedding, the guy's like, You're too short for this. She's like, She's not too short. It's too long. You know, like, so she protects her, but then almost too much in a sense oh yeah it's very much like hovering and smothering yeah but yeah to other people she'll always stick up for her daughter first right which i mean is fair yeah it's cool yeah i mean it's it's almost like you can't really blame her you can but that's just who she is that's how she grew up that's how she knows that you're supposed to raise kids or she didn't grow up that way (laughs) and now she's doing the opposite because her mother was too much of a free spirit Maybe. What about her dad? Not in the picture. Oh, my God. I don't know. (laughs) He's not sending them packages. You don't know. (laughs) He's not on the page yet, so I can't (laughs) fathom what his deal was. Yeah. Well, anyway, Amir comes into the picture. He talks to her parents for her. And they seem to change her mind. And she can go, as long as her dad goes with her, as Big Hulk. And she is Little Hulk. (laughs) 
<laughs> so cute. Which she says in a very much like nerd rage, there is no such thing as Big Hulk and Little Hulk. But just wait until August because there's going to be She-Hulk, so there will be two Hulks. I mean, I, but I guess in this point in time, in the Marvel Universe, they there don't isn't. know about right. She-Hulk yet. Right. So her mother couldn't have made her She-Hulk. No, true, for sure. So it's yeah, only she, Big Hulk, Little Hulk. Yeah, she's Big Hulk, Little Hulk. Yeah. 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 And it was very real. I mean, this is just like peak parents embarrassing their kid. And it was too perfect. Yeah, you know, I could really see that Marvel, like, Avenger comic book nerd thing happening, because I see it a lot in my own life, where, like, you know, she's like, Big Hulk, Little Hulk, and Kamala's like, no, 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 <laughs> there is no Little Hulk. Right. Whereas, uh, if, I, if I were to do something like that, you would have been like, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, okay. This is a read. There this is, is what no, you're doing. Okay, yeah, that's I fine. was waiting for you to realize it was a read. <laughs> I thought we were talking about the show and not about me, but that's fine. <laughs> I was joking earlier today. I was like, I don't know. I was like, they should make Johnny from Johnny Storm from Fantastic Four gay. And Noah was like, no, he's not gay. I was just like, it was a joke. Okay, forget it. No, I said he's <laughs> destined to be unhappy because that's how all the writers write him. So therefore, he can't be gay. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Could be a fun twist on the character. Whatever. <laughs> Who knows? Dan Slott is going to stop writing Fantastic Four in August and we'll get a new writer. So hopefully. Yeah. So we'll Noah say. is Kamala Khan. I am Muniba Khan. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, you're more like the dad. I'm Yusuf. Yeah, you're you're more happy <laughs> because even in that conversation where she's like, "You don't trust me," she says no, but the dad's like, "Yes." yes. So it's like he's very much like yeah. wanting to be that fun dad, but <laughs> Muniba's like, "No, no, no, yeah, we can't be that." But I think he feels for Kamala every time the mother, in some way, puts her down. Until the scene where she just reads both of them. Well, and she yeah, was like, that was Ill. harsh. And Ew. that's the thing. This man is putting himself over trying to be like, I'll go with you. I'll do this with you. And she spits in their faces. Well, okay. I will say they don't have to. It's not their thing. It's not going to be fun for her if they do go. And it's like, just stop. Yeah. Like, you didn't need to dress up. You know what I mean? Agreed. Like. They should know. It's like, she's 16. She isn't a young right. kid. So it's like, I do feel bad for them, for her hurting their feelings. But it, part of me is like, it's kind of on them, though. It's like, that was her thing. It's not your thing. I, I mean, I also think transparency from Kamala, though. Like, Kamala, show them the costume you've been working on. It's <laughs> right. a leather jacket and pants. Yeah. You're not wearing, like, the high-cut thing that Zoe ends but up wearing. But that's not what they see. Right. And so if she would have just be like, no, this is what I've made, yeah. maybe there would have been some agreement. The dad could go as Big Hulk, and then she would just be Captain Marvel. Yeah. She, I mean, in that the conversation with her actually asking her parents, she she was like, who are you going to dress up as? And she was like, Captain, Mar Ca Ca Captain Marvel. And the mom was immediately like in those tight pants and that skimpy outfit, all that stuff. So it's like, I feel like even if she was to show them, it'd still be too tight. Although, let's have a think for a moment. <laughs> okay. In the MCU, <laughs> which of the female heroes is really ever wearing a skimpy costume? Oh, none of, not, none of them. The MCU is their real world. So where's Muniba getting these ideas from? 
what is tight. I mean, they do have like armory effects on them to where it like doesn't make it so tight. <laughs> but they don't have Batman nipples. Like, they... well, it's not like <laughs> Spider Man's outfit. You know, the, like a lot of the women in the MCU don't have just pure just leotard. Right, exactly. Yeah. There's usually other things that are on it, which I fully appreciate. Unlike the DC movies, which they could <laughs> learn a little bit from, but. Yeah, I mean, I think she would have still thought it was too tight because in this in between these scenes, actually, I do want to talk about this real quick and how they show the text messages in this because she tells Bruno like, you know, no, it's not going to happen. But it was very much like it reminded me of like Mitchell's versus the machines slash like into the spider verse. Like this whole thing is giving me all those types of vibes. I really like that. I thought it was so cool when it showed it through the neon signs so fun Uh and i i do think we also have to talk about uh i know we talked about them on the roof a little bit but since we're talking about the buildings and outside there is an easter egg to the comic wow behind them on the roof is a neon sign that says edison electric if you listened to to our our before you watch episode yeah remember the cockatiel edison thomas edison yeah (laughs) The, the cockatiel the, is Thomas he's Edison. He's a clone of no, Thomas Edison. I was emphasizing that like that wasn't a mistake. That is fact. <laughs> and he's terrifying. So either he, Edison Electric, might be ruled by a Thomas Edison clone cockatiel. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah, well, it was interesting, too, in the very beginning, and when she introduces Captain Marvel in her YouTube video, it shows a bird, a plane, and then Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. But the bird's a cockatiel. Mm-hmm. they're planting the seeds people that they're not gonna give us no exactly i feel like it's just easter eggs but it's fine we told you and it's that's it we got baby sloth yeah. so i'm happy with that <laughs> so after these text messages the next day she tries on her costume and this was actually it was interesting i, I feel like the scene was super subtle but i think it was speaking more than what it was so she tries on her outfit and she seems to love it at first. And then her face changes the yeah. more she looks at herself. And then she sees her hips. And she doesn't like it. She kind of like turns a little bit and she's seeing that it's tight. Her mom is in her head. Mm-hmm. And she also feels like she's not Carol Danvers. She's right. not the blonde, you know, military body of a person. And now she's starting to feel like she's just insecure. Yeah. And she shouldn't be wearing this because that's not what she does. She's not that type of person. We've all had that moment in the mirror. (laughs) Putting on our Captain Marvel. Just cosplay. Looking in the mirror and going like, (laughs) okay. And then you look a little too long and then you're like, oh no. Okay. No. You switch the mirror to the five time and you're like, oh no. No. Yeah. Don't zoom in. It's like when you first get it. Well, when I used to have hair, it's like when you first get a haircut and you're like, yeah. And then like two days later, you're like, oh, we're back. You know, I'm actually so I always hate my hair after I get a haircut. Really? Yeah, because I I don't like it when the hair is super like. I don't like it. I don't like it when the Mm -hmm. hair is super like straight. (laughs) You know what I mean? He wants it a little more natural around the Right. Like, I I don't know. I just feel like it looks weird. And I grew up in the military, so it just like gives me flashbacks oh, of like okay. getting like a crew cut, and I'm just like, yeah. I hate it. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> when I became a teenager, I rebelled and just let my hair grow because I was like, ha! oh, it yeah. was beautiful. Shut up. Yes, I was Bieber before the Biebs. He, just yeah, letting it you was, know, <laughs> it was very Zac Efron, very Justin Bieber. 
Yeah. And we have the performances to prove it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did. So aside back to the outfits and how she's feeling no, about yeah, herself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the only thing that I did want to add to this is if you notice, after I saw that scene, I was like, oh, her clothes that she normally wears are baggy. They're very conservative. Yes. It's not, you know what I mean? So it's very much like that's what's ingrained into yeah. her. But girl, I hope that you feel good in yourself very soon. <laughs> well, it. I also thought, so when she looks in the mirror and she kind of turns around, she ends up grabbing a scarf and tying it around her waist. Which, just like the comics. Exactly. Which yeah. is just a little nod to what the costume looks like in the comics. Because yeah. she does have a similar placed scarf. Yeah. She has like around her neck too. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, it's it's a great addition to that costume aside from it looking different one. Yeah. But it's like it adds her to it. Yeah. I feel I we're we're jumping around a whole lot in this episode. That's I, fine. Yeah. So you I, guys okay with that? When we're they're like, comment below, no. <laughs> <laughs> we're just gonna comment. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. I do like though that when her parents come in with the big Hulk, little Hulk costumes. Mm-hmm. She says to them, like, you, I can't wear traditional clothing as part of a superhero costume. Which is rude. But which we all know she ends up doing. Oh, yeah. Her costume is traditional. You know what I mean? So it's like. It plays homage to her. Yes. So culture. she's saying no to this. But in reality, we all know that she actually does do that. Yeah. Which I, I'm, I'm very excited to see when she finally does that because i feel like that's going to be the moment where she like who's that girl in the mirror that i see it's oh me kamala khan and i'm amazing i'm the magnificent miss marvel sing it (laughs) sing it no there was a song in there no do it no it was more of a spoken word oh okay (laughs) we're getting artsy up in here tonight (laughs) all right so to recap kamala's amazing bruno's a sweetheart her parents aren't letting her to go to AvengerCon. so what do you do you come up with an escape plan to sneak out at night, which I 100% will say this will 100% happen if you're that strict with your kids. Exhibit A, Kamala. Exhibit B, me. <laughs> it happens. Yeah, my parents who gave me all of the freedom to do whatever I want in the world, you know what I did? Hung out in my basement. Yeah, good for you. I'm glad. I'm happy for you. <laughs> so, but Us I'm rebels. Proving, yes, I'm proving you right. Yeah. Saying that my parents were very much like, yeah, whatever. Hang out with your friends. Have a drink. Whatever. And we didn't do <laughs> Ten anything. Ten years old. Have a drink. Hey, go. I would sit. I, listen, I would sip my dad's beer. Okay. I didn't like oh, the way yeah. it tasted. <laughs> Nobody did. <laughs> <laughs> but you tried. I was, I was a rebel. I mean, oh, God, just like sharing one beer between like at least six people. It's like. We really didn't really drink it. It was just like little tiny baby sips. There's well, no way that lasted all night. I mean, like, was anybody ever getting drunk? When that happened? Yeah, but like not really. It's just like the excitement of drinking beer and yeah. you're like just sugar high at that point. I didn't point. start drinking until I was 18. I refused. I was like... You're good at two shoes. Yeah, I was like a straight edge kid. Mm. I had like plans to never drink my entire <laughs> life. <laughs> How's that going? <laughs> Don't look at the wine in the fridge. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> The co- the BJ's brand <laughs> the Riesling giant. that I bought. <laughs> to be fair, it's been sitting there for a while. Thank so you, yeah. but don't talk about the bottle of rosé I drank on my birthday. <laughs> That's another story. 
it's your birthday it's fine keeping so, it classy so kamala comes up with the plan to escape with the help of bruno and zuzu zuzu i love a good montage i love a good sneaking out montage even better i especially even more love a montage when it involves i love kamala shirts yes <laughs> you have to know that when there's a montage of the escape plan that goes perfectly, that it is not, not going to go perfectly. That way you could see, oh, this would have happened if they were somehow able to flip or glide off of a bridge onto a bus and then just walk inside. It's not going to happen. BMX tricks. Yeah. <laughs> not going to happen. No. No. So plans don't go according to plan, but they eventually do make it there. There's a little bit of hiccups. We okay with one less bike though. <laughs> one less bike, and also how like she has to know that she has powers because she jumped onto a tree. The tree broke. She landed two stories down, and the branch landed on top of her. That's Perfectly fine. fine. That's fine. You have to just <laughs> let it happen. A branch fell off our tree this morning. I'm glad none of us were out there. We would have been ded dead. Oh, yeah. Big Branch did fall. Huh. Big Branch fell into a big bush. Big bush. And I thought that bush had some more growing out of it. I, I was like, nope, that's part of the tree. I pointed at it. I was like, Noah, what is that bush doing? It's growing towards the heavens. He was like, Derek, that's a branch. <laughs> I was like, oh, my. <laughs> but anyway, she survived the fall. Yeah, she And did. we survived our branch as well. <laughs> All Unscathed. Right. So we're getting towards the end of the this anchor. episode. Yeah. <laughs> But we have to talk about how damn inceptiony this AvengerCon is. Seeing fictional fans visit fictional booths for fictional superheroes inside of a real TV series that has legions of real fans. I guess it's kind of like, are there like sports cons out there? Like where you go and like. So it's like your real heroes who are real life people, you go there and you sell, you know what I mean? Like, that's what it sort of feels like. Like when we go to Comic-Con. I don't do sports. But that's I what I'm know. saying. Like, I'm trying to feel like it is weird and inceptiony, but that has to exist on some level in the oh, real yeah. world. Well, that's like going to like a business convention or oh. something. Like, I don't oh, know. Oh, that's true. Like when I go to BookCon, I meet authors and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> I or, felt like this was like just a step up. Like meta wise, than in Thor Ragnarok when Matt Damon played himself playing in a play. Right. Well, like- <laughs> that, right. That's the difference is that this is also a hero going to a hero conference of real heroes. Right. But she's, she's not a, a hero of. yet. Almost. She's just a fan. Almost. <laughs> it's almost like the like the MCU decided to like throw a birthday party for itself. Totally. And was like, look at this stuff. That's what I'm saying. They it's been 14 years. Great props, baby. Yeah. Sparkly yeah. Captain Marvels. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'd love it. <laughs> I did love in the planning sequence for this. It was kind of cute that like she saw like her prom queen winning moment. Yes. Was winning the Captain Marvel cosplay contest. I was like, that's pretty cute. Like. I don't give a shit about the prom. I want to win this cosplay contest. It's real so diamonds, sweet. the tiara, she said. Yeah. Real diamonds. But let's talk about this AvengerCon real quick. I mean, I already talked about how I don't like that it's like a carnival because there was even that like sledgehammer <laughs> hitting the bell game that I did not appreciate. Not a fan. No, not a fan. But some of the things that I noticed that I wanted to point out is we finally got a Black Widow tribute. That was nice. <laughs> it's on a wall. Cool. We saw... And this was hilarious to me. 
Groot, the normal people call him Mr. Tree because they don't know his name. And that's what they called Mr. him. Mr. Tree. Mr. Tree. Baby Mr. Tree? Is that it's what they just call It's just Mr. Tree. That's it. <laughs> I thought it was so funny. Also, there's an America's ass. Yes, that was caricature. Hilarious. And I was like, how would they know that? I'm like, oh, Ant-Man also repeated the line of like, yeah, that is America's ass. So on his podcast, podcast. he made sure to mention America's ass, which is hilarious. Love that. And then Avengers, or not Avengers, Asgard Pride. The Asgards are gay. The Asgardians Rainbow are gay. Rainbow, baby. We know. Baby. We have King Valkyrie there. I mean, come on. Mwah. Rainbow. Rainbow Bridge. Mm-hmm. Hello. Yes. Stick that sword <laughs> in the Rainbow Bridge. Whoa. Doesn't he, like, use his sword to, like, uh-huh. open the bridge? Okay. <laughs> That's... That was probably the most explicit thing you've ever said without it intentionally being explicit. I... <laughs> I'm just talking about the mechanics of Asgard. <laughs> You said, <laughs> ooh, stick that sword in that rainbow bridge. Yes! Happy Pride! Woo! Yes, it's June! It's so hot in here. We got new air conditioners, but not in this room. <laughs> it's so hot in here. We're sweating! It's so- I hope you guys know that we love you, and we'll do anything to I'll talk at you, anywhere. including sweating. In our own home. I, yeah, I want to, we're in, we're in our office, which, you know, needs some work. But I have to explain to you that both Noah and I, our legs could not be spread <laughs> further apart because it's so hot. It's like none of our limbs can touch. Did I ever think in a million years that one, we would be talking about a Miss Marvel show? No. But did I, th- did it? Did I think it's hot? Did I think... That I would be very spread eagle while talking about it and also have the line, Stick that sword in that rainbow bridge. Uh, in the episode, no. Are we in a gay club right now? Oots, oots, no. Oots, oots. <laughs> I haven't really been to but gay clubs. I do have to ask before the very important moment in yeah. this episode. Yeah. If you were to go to AvengerCon, who would you go as? Oh, uh, probably Gamer Thor. Why do you? Why? No. Why would you do that? Beard. <laughs> Belly <laughs> gets to eat snacks. Okay, but plays games. You just hold a controller. That's <laughs> <laughs> that. Okay, I nailed it. Okay, Comic Con costume. Got it. <laughs> I probably do Hella. Ooh, skin tight, baby. No, I just want the green like <laughs> cape and also the headdress. <laughs> yeah, that headdress is awesome. It's pretty cool. You just have to work on some animatronics <sighs> so that it can go like. Can you do that? I don't want to do no, that. No, I don't do soldering. <laughs> Sorry. All right, on to powers activate. <laughs> the bracelet becomes the final flourish for Kamala's Captain Marvel costume because they were supposed to bring something of themselves, of themselves. into the costume. She was like, oh, I'll just sneak into the attic and get it, which wasn't really hiding it from her. They put it, which seemed in a chest of her thing. Memories. <laughs> okay, good she job. She did pretty darn well in Girl Scouts. Did you see all those stacked, patches she got? Stacked with patches. Bop, 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 bop. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's how she learned all of Maybe. Forging, yeah. knot tying skills, cupcake decorating, <laughs> cookie seller 
badass. <laughs> I wasn't. I I lasted like a month in the Boy Scouts. I um went, but I didn't participate. I'll just leave it at that's that. That's very you. Yeah, that's very. I thought you. it was stupid, and I was like, I'm not doing that. I was there for the accoutrement. I wanted the handkerchief and the outfit, and I said, How do I get them badges? I wanted to actually go in camp and. We didn't do that. We just did arts and craft, which I'm like, my mom made me do that all the time already. I don't need to do oh, this. See, I needed more arts and crafts. Oh, we should have switched. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so most of the first episode deals with her trying to get around her parents to attend the celebration of heroes. When she puts the bracelet on, a cosmic, probably mystical, whoa, whoa, whoa. energy overtakes her. Her powers come out during the Captain Marvel cosplay competition. Most notably, when she makes a giant Scott Lang's head tumble around the venue and she saves her former friend Zoe from a swinging freaking Mjolnir, yeah. which is her fault, one. Okay, I have, I have a couple of gripes mm-hmm. with this. Can I, can I be honest? <sighs> We're supposed to be positive. Yeah, I of am. course. Okay, so I don't... <laughs> I am. <laughs> I don't understand... Uh-huh. What sets, like, why were the lights blinding her so much that it caused the powers to come out? That was a little. So it wasn't. She was lightheaded from her powers being activated. Uh huh. And then what made her shoot it out? It just happened. Ah, uh, okay. Like, there was a moment. So I thought the same thing when I first watched it, and I made sure to really pay attention during this scene. Mm hmm. And if you see whenever she, so like, okay, when she puts the braces on one, it extends. So it's like super expandable, right? Yeah. It's a transformer on her arm. But then she like goes into the upside down for a second. And there's like <laughs> a bunch of like purple glowing eyed things just standing there, which was creepy. Her, yeah. I don't know what that I have. I think it like connected her to her ancestors or something like that. Or connected to whatever from the source of Power her powers. Source, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's only going to make sense because... It's seeming like her powers are kind of similar to Monica Rambeau's in a way. Mm. Somehow they're connecting to some type of frequency of something. Mm-mm-mm-mm. So whatever. We'll see. I mean, I'm sure that's what the Marvels are about. But she seemed very like kind of like out of it. Okay. And a little bit like not weak, but, you know, fainty almost. Yeah. And then it was just like she didn't know what she saw. Then she's supposed to be performing. And then there's a lot of people staring at her. It was a lot okay. for a sixteen-year-old. Okay, all right. I'll I will give you that. Okay. The other thing is, is that <clears throat> if a, <laughs> uh-huh. I would say five-story high Mjolnir <laughs> came flying down from a warehouse ceiling and slammed into someone, they would be dead. Well, yeah. I mean, she should have died when she fell when the branch fell on her, but. MCU normal humans have a little bit more endurance than us. <laughs> Zoe should have been smashed like a bug. Yeah, well, but again, it's her fault. Like, she stopped asking me if I'm going to be at parties Birth, and yeah, stuff and yeah. pay attention to the Scott yeah. Lang's head running amok. Yeah. I will say <laughs> that this scene of her powers feels lightly reminiscent to Shadow and Bone. When they brought her to that palace. It was familiar. Right? Didn't it feel yeah. that way? But this was way better. I didn't mind that one where he like cuts her with his little finger knife. And then, 
Oh, wait, no. When he, she goes into the palace yeah. and then brings it up. She has to, like, perform yeah. as the, what is she, like, the light bringer, the day bearer? I don't even remember her name. What was her name? Guys, we're sorry. I read the book. We watched did. the series. We did a podcast, did a podcast on, on it. Oh, my God. And I can't remember her name. Lyra. No. No. Wrong. Wrong. Olive. No. Al- Ooh. Ooh. Almost had it. Alon? No. Yeah. Alon? No, it's not Alana. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, comment below. What's- <laughs> I like how we asked them to give us answers that we could him- just- Prince Caspian in my head, but that's, he is. He is, but not He's in that. Ben Barnes. Ben Barnes. Ben Barnes. Elena. Oh my God. <laughs> is it Elena? I don't know. Oh it sounds familiar to Alana. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, it is very similar. And I think that's what kind of reminded me of that. Yes. It, that's it, very true. Yes. Standing in front of all the people, definitely. Yeah. And again, her powers don't look like they do in the comics. Instead, her cosmic effect makes her hand in Biggin. Yeah, and it's also like crystally. Yeah, it's like crystalline, yeah, cosmic-y yeah, energy. Jewel be jewel. Uh-huh. Yeah, but I do want to know: is she able to like still morph different sizes? Will she be able to roll around like a little ball or shrink? Yeah, when she needs to. Will she even say "embiggen"? She has to. I loved "embiggen." I hope she, she does say it. Has to. I feel like there was some early marketing where like "embiggen" was on it. Mm. Because this doesn't even feel like she, like, this doesn't feel like her body stretches. It feels like she can well, it's create an extension. an extension. Right. But, like, her arm is still her arm. It right. just creates a purple crystalline Yeah, this is more, in, it's not, it's not Mr. Fantastic stretchy. It's more DC Green Lantern hard light. Yes, 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 yes. Stuff. Yeah. So, which, I mean... I don't mind. I mean, I know we have the Fantastic Four coming. I talked about this in the before you watch Miss Marvel. I don't mind it. I I think depending the payoff of how it connects to the bigger story, I think is really going to determine a lot of people's like, oh, that makes sense. Cool. I'm fine with that. And if it doesn't, it's going to be that was dumb. Yeah. Why'd you change it? We could have two stretchy people. (laughs) It almost, you know, there's a part of me that feels like when when you're doing things like this, especially when it comes with a character who could be controversial just for being themselves, it's almost like you're playing with fire. Do you know, oh, what, yeah. do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like you already have people that are like, Pakistani Muslim superhero, this is BS. And oh then God. on top of that, going to be like, and they change your powers. It's not even true to the comic. Right. It's like giving trolls candy. Right. Well, I mean, it also doesn't help that I mean, it helps in the case of the comics when G. Willow Wilson, I believe it was an Entertainment Weekly interview or something like that, and she talked about why they gave her ugly powers, because they didn't want this person to have the pretty powers, right. the stereotypical sure. ones. So it's like, a lot of people quoted that when they were like, hello, like, <laughs> why did you change the powers if this was important? But... If one of the creators is saying there's a reason for it, I'm just going to sit and wait and see what happens. Yeah. So far, it's it's cool. I'm it not mad cool. at it. No, no, right. no. I'm not mad at it at all. It's just, it's. I think it's one of those things of like, I loved the Embiggen powers, um, but this seems fine as well. It just, it also, it's really fun too, like reading her comics. If you haven't read her comics, please read them. If you, if you have a library card, if you don't get a library card, get Libby and you can check those books out for free. True. Or buy them digitally if you don't have a local comic shop, or 
go to Barnes and Amazon. Noble and, yeah. yeah, I mean, just I do. I want to say everybody will find something that they like in these comics, but. To see like how her powers in the comics kind of add to her awkward personality, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean it's just like ridiculous seeing her fists get as big as her, <sighs> yeah. and her eyes are just like. <laughs> I love that. I really did her fists, yeah. and they glow. Oh, it's so fun. Yeah, it's really cool. So at this point, I'm gonna assume that I think I did say this in a before you watch, but I feel like the template of Spider-Man is kind of almost like confirmed only in that like the dilemmas of being a high school student, but also mm. having a secret identity and not telling all your friends and your family. I feel like that's the road we're going to, mm. but the noticeable differences of like cultural differences and stuff like that. So I feel like so far they've handled that stuff. Great. And I'm excited to see where they go with that. But of course they get home late. They get home at 11, 11 instead of nine twenty two. Exactly. So she gets caught and not only does that suck, but her mom is very, disappointed and it's a sh- very shitty feeling i've been caught and it sucks but then to like have you where you can see that your parent is like actually disappointed in you and it's yeah. like <gasps> and she oh says, no i fucked up she says i don't even recognize you <laughs> anymore and then she says she has powers now okay true she's different <laughs> yeah Mom. And she's then glowing she, she, <laughs> Oh, it's not just a late night dew. <laughs> she says to her, I've seen what happens when people get obsessed with their fantasies. Yeah. Here we are again. Another line from her mom talking about what happens when people daydream. Yeah. Her mom also kind of sets her up for the last word in the episode because I can't remember exactly what she says, but she says something like, do you want to be good like we raised you to be? Or do you want to be like cosmic with your head in the clouds and stuff like that? And then her mom leaves, but she gives her the question that will put her on her quest of being a hero. Who do you want to be? Right. And she's in bed. She looks at her hand with the powers and she says cosmic. So she's like, I'm going to pick the one you don't want because look at this. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm supposed to be this. So I, I liked that very last line because it was interesting. Like, I didn't catch it the first time. The second time I watched it, it was like, oh, she picked one of the options that her mom gave her. Yeah. It was just a one word, you know. Glowy goodness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this would be the end of covering this episode. So you would think. But since Miss Marvel is very much an MCU fan and the show seems to very much love the MCU, they gave us a post credit scene. Yes. <laughs> Yes! <laughs> for the last like two series, we were just like begging for them. And then in this one, the first episode, they're like, here you go, baby. And I wonder I like, if it's going to happen you. every time. Every single episode, give me them credit scenes. Yeah. So good. <laughs> Although I don't know what this one's about. I don't Looking at your at face all. when you just did that, it looked like your mind left your body. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking about that sword and that rainbow bridge. Oh, God. All right. In the post credit <laughs> scene of Miss... Tell Miss, me about these two. Uh-huh. We see footage of Kamala at the AvengerCon being watched by Agent P. Cleary of the Department of Damage Control, or DODC. Dark. Which they are... It's really funny. Their comic book counterpart is hilarious, and it's like just the people that deal with the damage that heroes make. Mm-hmm. The MCU version is kind of is a little more hostile towards superheroes. Rude. In this scene, this scene kind of compounds all of that feeling 
And we're introduced also to a new character, Agent Sadie Deaver. Diva. Who appears to be even more sinister than Cleary. That look in her eye. After the video ends, Agent Cleary and Deaver make plans to find Kamala and possibly arrest her to investigate her powers. Aye, aye, aye. Yeah, so if you remember, so Cleary was from No Way Home. He was the one that arrested Peter, interrogated Ned and MJ and everything like that. So they're not really good and I don't trust them. And I feel like they're going to kind of be like a mashup of some of the villains that I was talking about in our Before You Watch. Mm. Maybe like Cradle and kind of like the task force that Captain Marvel set up that put oh, yeah, Miss yeah, Marvel yeah, and yeah, Captain yeah. Marvel at odds. So I guess we'll see. We don't trust them. But I want to know is who sent that to them? Well, because she got a notification and she's like, oh. Well, it's interesting. <laughs> I think that they just have I don't know. They just like are always searching the internet for like odd happenings because it looked like it was more of like an Instagram post, but they had some sort of layer over it from their own programming that was reading like energy levels or something. Did you notice that there was like a little line bar graph moment happening in the bottom well, right hand corner? Stupid. So what happened? Well, I didn't write dumb. it. I wanted somebody to send it to him, and then we had the mystery of who sent it. No, I think they were just looking on the interwebs. <sighs> okay. Well, boo. <laughs> against it hated it i do want to say before this end credit scene the credits themselves were fantastic oh the marvel shows are killing it with the intros and the credit scenes the comic stuff the trust a bro truck. trust a bro truck baby the music uh it's so it good. was so good so good it's a good way to start your day when you're watching it at five o'clock in the morning Psst. it felt like yeah, it wakes you up i felt jazzed yeah <laughs> Felt jazzed. Felt jazzed. Yeah. I was like, ooh, look at all this colorful goodness. <laughs> Let's go, Wednesday. So just like before we get to your special segment, I just want to know Rude. generally how you felt about this premiere compared to the other ones. You don't necessarily have to rank them, but if you remember, do you remember your top three and last time we did it? WandaVision was obviously your number yes, one. Yes, it was WandaVision, Moon Knight, Hawkeye. Okay, so has that changed? Yes. Uh-huh. Although I'm just not sure how. So before Whoa, before we mystery. started recording, I had WandaVision, Moon Knight, Ms. Marvel. Uh-huh. But I kind of want to move Ms. Marvel to second. Oh, so it's going to be WandaVision, Ms. Marvel, Moon Knight? Yeah. Wow. Because the tone of this was more my style. Right. Just everything stylistically about it, the feel of it, it, it felt a little more creative than Moon Knight, a lot more artistic. So I think it wins out on Moon Knight for me. Rude to the creative. <laughs> You're like, it's more creative than Moon Knight. It is. I'm sorry. Text messages in the street. Give me a break. In Moon Knight, every time he blacked out and did something cool, he blacked out, but we didn't see it. We were him. <laughs> right. I don't want to be in his brain. I want to see him beat people up. <laughs> yes i do very much do d so what was it um wandavision ms marvel moon knight mm. how about you what's your what's your dealio what was your top three last time moon knight wandavision loki i believe ah okay <sighs> every day i wake up dooby 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 so miss marvel knocked out loki so All it's right. Moon Knight, WandaVision, Miss Marvel. Wow, I can't believe Moon Knight is your number one. I it just like this is your speed, 
and like more your aesthetic and everything, Moon Knight was definitely more me. Yeah, if <laughs> Noah and I were a superhero duo, I would be day, he would be night. Yeah. I would have the power of light, he would have the power of darkness. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. We're like Starfire and Raven, basically. You could have went gay and said Midnighter and Apollo. Look at that. No, that guy's too violent, isn't he? Yeah. Midnighter's real violent. Yeah, Midnighter's, he's, he's nice. Apollo! <laughs> no. I want to be Starfire. They adopt a kid that has the essence of the 31st century in them. And I was born on May 31st. <laughs> okay, I'm seeing it now. Makes oh my sense. God. <laughs> I like how that's the thing that connected it for Well, you. you know, I have to be selfish, so. <laughs> All right, well, let us know what you would rank the first episode of the seven MCU shows. Yeah, and we have We'd to- like to know. We have to do another What Are You Serving segment. Yes, we are. After this, look out for those. What are you Pumps. serving? Yeah. So questions, thoughts, anything else you want to share doesn't even have to be about the show. Just look out for those posts and then comment on them and then we'll talk about it during the show. Yeah. 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 Shall we get to the special segment? Oh, I'm waiting for what you've cooked up this time because I have no idea. That's right, everybody. It's a new season, which means that there's a new special segment. And this time the special segment is called Now That's a Stretch. <laughs> That's right. We're going to be every week exploring one stretchy thing. Why are you a radio announcer? Right you know I take on a new persona no. every time we have a new segment. Usually it has a jingle on. This one is just like straight up advertisement. Well, no, it's more like an eye roll. Well, that's a stretch. Oh, now I see the eye roll. That's a stretch. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> one more time. Well, that's a stretch. <laughs> Your you eyes hurt? Stretch. Did your mom ever tell you your eyes would get stuck like that if you roll your eyes like that? No, I was the very good child, and I've never rolled my eyes at my mother. You're a liar. I've seen you. <laughs> well, now I do. <laughs> All right. What's your right, anyway. What is it? <laughs> In the 1970s, toy manufacturer Kenner released the one and only stretchiest man, Stretch Armstrong. It had to be. Physically, he was a god amongst <laughs> toys Ew. with quaffed blonde hair, oh. brown eyebrows, a killer jaw, <laughs> blue eyes, dimples so deep you could drown in them, and only uh. a speedo for decency. This stretchable man was at the top of everyone's wish list. Was he? He was. My grandparents found my dad's Stretch Armstrong. <gasps> cool. Yeah, it was like, I mean, I want to say like 10 years ago that like we were around and then she was like, look what I found. It wasn't very stretchy anymore. Oh, no. Yeah. They get kind of gross after a while. Yeah. So before being released, prototypes filled with springs were looked at, but it was felt the spring could possibly pierce the toy's latex skin and even injure a child. So what better solution than corn syrup? Oh, yeah. What what could go wrong with that? He's filled with corn syrup. (laughs) So the OG stretch was 13 inches tall and could stretch up to four feet. Hubba hubba. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Actually, I watched a couple of, you know, I did my research and in a video, they shared that a couple of the manufacturers thought it would be funny to make an anatomically correct stretch. So if you Google naked stretch Armstrong, that is out in the world. I'm glad that this is what research for the podcast has come to. (laughs) Finding out that a kid's toy... Naked toys. Was... <laughs> yes. 
Special segment. Anything goes. So the magic. We'll post about it. We'll post about it. <laughs> Close friends. Only Patreon members oh, get to see it. The Patricians. Yeah. The abide of Patricians will get smut. <laughs> so the magic was that after stretching his limbs and torso, he would return to his original strongman shape. The toy was immensely popular, and a whole line of stretch figures, including an octopus, sea serpent, and Hulk, were created. Oh, I've seen the Hulk. Yeah, but actually, so the Hulk was invented not by Kenner, and Kenner sued them for basically using the shape of Stretch Armstrong and just putting a Hulk hat on him. You didn't invent corn syrup. (laughs) But inside latex, they sure did. Oh. So in the 90s, they released a new version of Stretch Armstrong, still blonde, still with dimples, but now with a muscle man tank top and short set. This one had a stretchy wiener dog named fetch oh i thought i did not know where that was going (laughs) and his nemesis's name was vacman okay they got too much story going on with this (laughs) other versions were released through the early 2000s with a netflix show in 2016 starring a teen stretch what and a team of heroes called the flex fighters no yeah i had no idea how did we miss that isn't that crazy a bite of season 14 the flex what was it Flex Fighters. Oh, fuck. Fuck. <laughs> that's such a stupid anecdotally, name. Anecdotally, my brother and I each had, my brother had Stretch Armstrong. I had Fetch Armstrong. Played for with it probably for about a week, because what else can you do after a while? Mm-hmm. So my mom was very big on us on like cleaning up our play areas. So after a while, she was like, get rid of anything that you don't want. So we decided to get, we were going to get rid of Stretch and Fetch. But first, <laughs> we stretched them out and then cut them open with scissors to see what was inside. Did they explode? No, it's just corn syrup comes oh, so oozing out oozed. of them. Yeah. What color was it? Clear. <laughs> Clear. Clear. <laughs> That's sad. Yeah. Why didn't they put sparkles in it or something? Because it's a boy's toy. Boys don't like sparkles. Boys like dirt and stretchy blonde men. Do they? Apparently so. <laughs> <laughs> Girls aren't allowed to play with it. No. Nope. Boys. They actually, for the octopus they made in the 70s, it was like Ollie Octopus, and they made a pink one called Olivia Octopus. Okay. And the blue one was a better seller. than. Well, that. now we're just going into the conformities of gender. Here we are again. <laughs> Typical. <laughs> when were we here the first time? We're always there. <laughs> okay. It's America. Uh... Anyway, that's Stretch Armstrong. <laughs> They sell for like thousands of dollars. If you have like an original uh, one. No. Yeah. Dad. <laughs> you listening to this? Where's your stretch Armstrong man? Oh, it, I mean, it's probably disintegrated or something. I don't know. Yeah. Wow. Of course they do. Yeah. I wish I would have kept everything when I was a kid. Oh, stupid. Same. Keep I, everything now. No, not going to work. Yeah. All can. right. Well, <laughs> next week. Miss Marvel, episode two. Here we go. Look out for those what are you serving prompts. Give us your questions, thoughts, or whatever you want to say. What are you serving? (laughs) (laughs) All right. See you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to A Bite Of, artwork and editing by our own Noah. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on Instagram at A Bite Of Pod and on Facebook at A Bite Of. If you have questions, recommendations, or just want to say hi, you can email us at abiteofpod at gmail.com. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate and review to spread the word. Hope you join us next time on A Bite Of. Bye. (laughs)